0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to another World Cup special here of the Premier League podcast on FRS. My name is Sebastian. With me is Elliot. No poly. He was late, late scratch today, as he put it. So uh, we'll to go along without him. We'll break down match day three for group A through D as... Uh, We finally got some teams moving on here to the round of 16. Uh, So turning back the hands of time to Monday and in Group A, we had the decided between Uruguay and host Russia, uh, who's going to be on top of Group A. And uh, there was really no contest in this. Uruguay took a 3-0 win, and uh, Russia finally came up against some tougher opponent. And didn't pan out. No. I mean, and it was even over before the 36-minute yellow. And after that, it was
1: even more over. And in the end, it's actually kind of shocking that they made it all the way to the 90th minute without the score line being more than just 2-0. But in the end, yeah, I mean, we've been saying it throughout that Russia, all credit to them. I'm glad they're going through. Good to see the host nation get an extra game in there. I... Don't know that they have much of a prayer to go beyond the round of 16, but, you know, good shout to you. You blew the doors off of two teams, and that was enough to at least get you one more match day.
0: Yeah, I mean, that's true. We should say Louis opened up the scoring in this one 10th minute, then Cherichev had an own goal 23rd minute, and then Smolnikov got sent off in the 36th after picking up two yellow cards. And then Cavani made it 3-0 in the 90th minute. So good for Uruguay to have both Suarez and Cavani scoring in this one.
1: Oh, yeah. And at the right time, right? You know, Suarez, after the first match, cut a really frustrated fixture, you know, missed a couple of fantastic chances, and had that one moment where he kind of lunged out at the end of the game and you started to wonder, oh, are we going to get chumpy Suarez or are we going to get phenomenal goal-scoring Suarez and it seems to be more the latter, which is you know good for not only him, not only Uruguay, but the tournament as a whole. Yeah, you know, we like to make jokes about inviting players, but really, we don't want to see that.
0: <laughs> no, uh, the other game in Group A that was Saudi Arabia against Egypt, and uh, the Egyptians took the lead in this one. Mosala twenty-second minute. Then Fahad Al-Muvalad missed a penalty in the 41st minute, but Saudi Arabia came back. They got another penalty. This time it was Salman Al-Faraj, and he scored. And then they grabbed a winner late, deep into stoppage time, Salem Al-Dazah Dasari, uh, 95th minute on that one. So Saudi Arabia picked up their first When Egypt left pointless, so Group A finishes Uruguay 9 points, Russia 6 points, and Saudi Arabia 3 points, Egypt dead last, 0 points.
1: Yeah, I mean, boy, such a frustrating World Cup for Egypt, because you felt that they really had a chance to get out of this group, you know, but, and especially with the season that Salah has had, and really the only kind of silver lining that you can have is, well, at least Salah scored one goal, and that's it's pretty much a pretty small paltry compensation,
0: prize. Yeah, it really is. It was uh, not a good tournament for them. Even some speculation that Salah might be retiring from the national team here now, too. So.
1: Oh, God, that would be a tragedy.
0: So we'll see what happens with that going forward. Uh, Group B also played on Monday. We saw two draws, actually. Iran-Portugal ended 1-1 and Spain-Morocco 2-2. Uh, Iran, Portugal took the lead in the 45th minute, right before stoppage time. Ricardo Quaresma with a beautiful outside. That was very pretty goal from him. Uh, Cristiano Ronaldo missed a penalty in the 53rd minute. And then Iran got their own penalty in stoppage time that Karim Ansarifard uh, converted. So a point for Iran in this one. Uh, very good for them, although it didn't. It wasn't enough. They uh, ended on four points, and uh, Spain topped the group before Portugal, five points each. And uh, yeah,
1: you know, it's it's crazy, Seb because coming in to this tournament, this is you know having the group finish Spain Portugal one two is what pretty much everyone was picking. Maybe more people had Morocco third than Iran. Yes, but the way that, like, the way in which it unfolded, you know, the way in which we came to those ro- results was definitely uh, not exactly what everyone was anticipating, to say the least.
0: No, that's very true. And I mean, you know, Spain—they really got away with it too. They got a late equalizer from Aspas ninety-first minute. Because if they drop that game against Morocco, it's a whole different ballgame. I mean, and they,
1: you know, they looked they looked like one of the more beatable teams to win a group. And now we only have half the group decided at this point, right? But, yes. like, I've, I've got to say that they, uh, they look similar to Argentina in their first couple of match days and that collection of talented individuals who n- have never played together a minute in their lives. Um, but the thing is that when you do have individuals that talented, despite how much they've struggled in the group stage, you know, form is important, but the quality on each of those team sheets, either of those teams could kick on in the knockout rounds and win this tournament. (laughs) I think it's more likely for Argentina than Spain, but you know, not totally impossible.
0: Yeah. So Spain, they will play Russia. That game is on Sunday. And, uh, Portugal, they will play Uruguay on Saturday. So a couple of interesting match up there into the round of 16. Uh, group C, uh, Peru took a 2-0 win over Australia. That was, we're moving over to Tuesday here. Uh, so 2-0 win for Peru against Australia. And um, Andre Carrillo and Paolo Guerrero with the goals for Peru. Very big win for them, of course. Although it wasn't enough to make it out of the group, but still, it was a very nice win for them.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a a consolation prize to a team that's fought really well in this tournament. Um, And, you know, I'm sorry, I guess, to the Socceroos, but Peru, I think, deserved at least that. And I don't know. This is another group that I just kind of shrug and say... None of these. None of these teams seem to be playing really above themselves. France, Denmark is kind of what we thought. Peru, Australia is kind of what we thought for three, four. Um, I don't. I, I don't. I don't see France as the quote-unquote team to beat at no. this point in this tournament.
0: No, not at all. I mean, I wish I would have watched the Peru, Australia game. I did end up watching Denmark, France, and that was a snooze fest. Mm -hmm. a scoreless draw it was basically both teams just playing safe knowing that a point each would be enough
1: yeah i really hope that on saturday for france argentina we we see a little bit more of an open contest although i fear that may also be a scenario of nobody wants to lose nobody's trying to win
0: Mm, yeah group d there argentina a lot of intriguing that game so Lionel Messi gave Argentina the lead 14th minute Victor Moses tied it up on a penalty for Nigeria in the 51st minute and then never Ma- a
1: penalty for me never a
0: penalty yeah I mean it was given so it is what it is yeah, but the
1: thing but the thing is that they've like they had so consistently not called that kind of like arms around the attacker and we've seen like the Harry Kane for example you know it was seemed much more a clear-cut penalty to me. And this, you know, he had his hands on him and then took a dive when he realized that the uh, defender had his hands on him. And I, I, not a penalty for me. But Argentina was rescued from that.
0: Yeah, so 86 minutes, Marcus Rojo, of all people, with the winner for Argentina. (laughs) I mean, a great finish, too.
1: Yeah, took it beautifully.
0: Found it perfectly. He did really well there. So uh, Argentina moving on after that late dramatic ask. Did you see uh, uh,
1: cocaine Maradona on the sidelines flipping the bird to the entire stadium, but, you know, kind of spiritually to the Nigerian national team? Yes.
0: Yeah, I did see that. Uh, Uh, He had
1: to be treated by paramedics afterwards, actually. Uh, They said low blood pressure, I think high drug consumption based on most of his body language of late but you know i don't know the
0: man yeah well you know i'm not going to put him past him so
1: (laughs) no he's kind of crazy yeah argentina
0: yeah argentina moved on croatia beat iceland two to one uh, after a late winner by ivan perisic Uh, before then milan badel had to give croatia the lead in the 53rd minute and then Gilfie Sigurdsson tied things up with a penalty a lot of penalties this uh, tournament yeah
1: although they Iceland very very nearly scored immediately after converting that penalty and that was another i mean that was this is the the uh, first time that i've had the opportunity to actually dual screen it for the Nigeria Argentina Iceland Croatia game and yeah. it was it was good despite the number of penalties it was still good to see two hard-fought, close games and see kind of like the potential outcome for the group seesaw over the course of the two hours.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I I do think that both Nigeria and Iceland did, you know, they they had a pretty good tournament. Even though Iceland only came away with one point, Nigeria had three points. I still think that they both had good tournaments. Nigeria, of course, felt hard done. A point against Argentina would have seen them through. So, uh, yeah.
1: I mean, they they had they had a good tournament. It was great to see their win from Ahmed Musa having you know the game of his career. I think you could argue, uh, but again, for me, it was never a penalty to begin with. I'm happy to see Argentina go through, even though in general, I like me an underdog. Oh, I'm
0: not. I blech. oh no, come on, man! I felt so bad for Lionel Messi. No, I don't. I really don't I don't feel bad for this Argentinian team at all. I think it was hilarious the way they time wasted after they got the go-ahead goal. And this like you're supposed to be one of the best teams in the world or you you see yourselves as one of the best teams in the world and you play like that. Come on. Ugh. Yeah.
1: No, and I honestly I don't I don't know that I'll be either Cheering for them or expecting phenomenal things out of them, moving deeper into this tournament, but mostly just you know, like seeing Neymar weep with relief um, and seeing just how much pressure Messi has been under. I you know I don't I don't wish uh, to be the national scapegoat on anyone. Not Lionel Messi. Not Willy Caballero. no one. No, so. of course not. Like, to crash out of the group with the, like, the amount of hype and pressure that he has, I, that's got to be a difficult thing. So I was happy to see him
0: avoid that. But,
1: yeah, not yeah. neither my favorite, personally, nor my favorite to win the tournament, either.
0: No, and I mean, we should give a shout-out to Frank Armani, too, in the Argentina net. He had a good game. Got a couple of oh, really, really key saves there where Nigeria had a good chance of go actually taking the lead in this one. So Good on him. Uh, Croatia, like we said, won the other game, so they got nine points, three straight wins. My little darling dark horse there looking good. Nine points plus six. Argentina second with four points, negative two. Goal differential, Nigeria third with three points, negative one. And then Iceland last, one point, negative three. So that is a group D for you guys. Um, let's take yeah, a uh, Yes. Croatia do Croatia look really good.
1: I mean despite Iceland having their chances, you know, they didn't actually get on the score sheet until uh, Croatia had started to rotate out some of their best players like Modric for example. Um, yeah. Yeah, you know, they're they're going to be dangerous.
0: Yeah, so Argentina they go up against France on Saturday and croatia take on denmark on sunday as my neighbor's dog is going ballistic um, oh i thought it was rooney Not nope, Rooney. that's our neighbor's dog his name is napoleon
1: <laughs>
0: and he is a little bit of a tyrant so there we go let's take a quick look ahead at what's coming up uh on wednesday we got mexico sweden and and South Korea against Germany. That's the Group F games kickoff at 10 a.m. Eastern. Big, big game for the outcome of this group. So after the heartbreak for this, my fellow Swedes against Germany, they're going to have to try and regroup again and get something out of the game against Mexico. A win would be nice. A win is basically a must, I think, because I do think that Germany will take all three points against South Korea, although it's not a given oh, I I see I see Germany defeating South Korea
1: yeah. um, but you're right it's not given um, but and you know Sweden also going to be playing a team with nothing to play for so
0: yeah I don't know how much they're gonna rotate well I mean Germany and Sweden can still go through it is goal it is the first tie. oh yeah okay goal, yeah it's goal differential
1: yeah, I mean I guess you you beat them you would have to beat them three nil though. Sweden. right. like you would have to beat them three nil and Germany would have to lose to South Korea. Or excuse me, would have
0: to um to
1: yeah. I mean I don't I don't see Mexico not qualifying no matter what.
0: <laughs> if Sweden beats Mexico 2 0 and Germany beats Germany beats South Korea South Korea no matter what then Germany oh, yeah. and Sweden goes through.
1: Yeah, I, uh, I, I don't see all of those things unfolding, but I agree that it is possible. I mean, I, I just, I think Mexico, Sweden is going to end in a draw, and I think Germany is going to blow up South Korea. Ooh, that was a bad choice of words. I'm sorry.
0: Yeah, that's not, no. <laughs> nope, nope, nope. Uh, I'm just going to make sure I get the tiebreakers correct here. Oh, World Cup tiebreakers and do, 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 do. Here we go. Total points in the group, goal differentials, and then goals scored.
1: Yeah. What's the goal what are their on goals for? Oh, and Mexico has three.
0: Yeah, so goal... but then
1: I mean they would still you know, if they didn't get on the score sheet they could still end the... up. Yeah,
0: so that's what I'm saying. I need a two nothing win for No, you know what? I need a uh, let's do some math on this.
1: <laughs>
0: we're this not is... great at math, everyone. No. <laughs> you
1: yeah, figured we're that up?
0: definitely not. So if... Uh, let's see here. Let me get the standings here. Okay, so we got Mexico. They have three goals against... Or three goals, four, one against. Germany, 2-2. Two, two, Sweden, 2-2. Two, two. Okay. Um, hmm. So a... Two to one win for Sweden, and a only a one nothing win for Germany, and it would be Mexico Sweden moving on. If I'm not totally wrong, because mm-hmm. then Sweden would have had more goals scored than Germany, and so would Mexico. So, uh, huh? yeah, yeah. I mean, I'll take that. Come on, South Korea, and come on, Sweden. Uh, yeah. Well, Ger- yeah I mean, Ger- Germany haven't they happen. haven't they haven't played well. I don't I don't think they had a good. They didn't have a good game against Mexico, although Mexico had a very good game, which made them look worse. And they, you know, they had a lot of ball against Sweden, but I didn't think that they were super awesome. And then they got late winner, which was commendable, seeing that they were a man down. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, and it was one of the most one of the most beautiful uh,
1: free kicks I've ever seen. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, that angle and teeing it up as well. I mean, they're, they're just such a talented team. They just haven't clicked yet. I mean, and this is the other thing. It, we've said it before, that you want to grow into every to- tournament, and if they have a shock defeat, a last-ditch winner, and then a complete, confident... Performance in keeping a clean sheet and looking good moving forward against South Korea, which I think they can and I think they will. Well, then that, that's exactly what growing into the tournament looks like.
0: Yeah, no, that's true. Uh, the late kickoff to 2 p.m. Eastern kickoff. That's Group E. So you got Switzerland against Co- Costa Rica and Serbia against Brazil. Looking at Group E right now, it's Brazil four points, Switzerland four points, Serbia three points, Costa Rica they're already out they have zero points so
1: oh, yeah
0: so a point is enough for brazil and uh, a point would be enough for switzerland too but i think that they will beat costa rica i wouldn't be surprised if it's a draw between serbia and brazil
1: Yeah, I mean, i it's hard for me to say, because the Serbia team has impressed me, I have to say that, like more so than I thought they would coming into this World Cup. Um, I do not think that they're going to get much more than a draw against Brazil, however, and I, in this one, also expect Brazil to kind of round out that group of perennial favorites
0: who struggled early and came into their own. In the third match day, yeah, yeah. Then the final match day three, that's on Thursday. Group H kicks things off, uh, 10 a.m. kickoff. Senegal, Colombia, and Japan, Poland. And uh, we all know Poland; they're already out of it. You got Japan, yep. Japan four points, Senegal four points, Colombia three points.
1: Yeah, I mean, this is, I think the, however, the parity between those three, the Japan, Senegal, Colombia, means that both of these matches are going to be very interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, I honestly, am, I really wish that it, you know, and I know why they do it, because of the big names and the money that there is to be had any time the three lions play, but I really wish that the timing of these matches was switched so that here in the mountains, I didn't have to wake up at 8 a.m. to watch Senegal Colombia, but I will, but I will. 8 a.m.,
0: that's not too bad.
1: It's not too bad, but I'm all, I am also, you know, I'm. my friend's place I'm staying doesn't have a television, so I have to go to a bar to see it.
0: Okay, you should get better friends that have televisions.
1: <laughs> hey, oh no, come on, I'm not equating <laughs> the quality of my friends to their ownership of TV. No I would way. just
0: be like, wait, you don't own a TV? Okay, bye. Uh, um, hey, come
1: on. Net, Netflix and graphic novels is pretty much the content of entertainment that she consumes, and I think that's fine.
0: Okay. Oh, well. Um, yeah, and then the late kickoffs, Group G, England against Belgium for the win in that group, and then Panama, Tunisia playing off a, I don't know what, who's not going to end on zero points game. Yay! I mean that they. they, they honestly, they could <laughs> no, just not show enthusiasm. that game. They could just such not enthusiasm. show that game. Uh come
1: on! No, no, uh, no love for the Eagles of Carthage? No. Uh, well, I don't have much love for Panama since their non-goal goal is the reason the United States aren't here, and then they've played like hot garbage. So. Yeah, I mean, we still have ourselves to blame for not qualifying, yes. but it's okay. I'm allowed to be better, nonetheless.
0: Yep. Um, yeah, I mean that that game. I I would. Sh- it would shock me if a significant number of people tuned in for that one. All eyes will be on that LG- England England Belgium game, and do they really want to win this group? <laughs> mm, I mean.
1: It's hard hard to say that, like, I I think you have to, the answer has to be yes, right? You can't hedge your bets in in order to try to finish slightly lower to pick your next round opponent. You have to show up and play the best you can play. I mean, I still think that both of these teams are going to rotate squads. I think this is going to be a snooze fest of a game. Disappointingly so, because... When, you know, when the groups were announced, I looked at that England-Belgium fixture and I thought, ooh, that's really juicy. I can't wait for that. And now it's uh, not totally meaningless game, but not exactly going to be a hard-fought, drag-em-out battle between
0: these two nations. Yeah, you think it might be a, uh, another like France-England or France-Denmark game?
1: Uh, that was, that was yeah. the that was the
0: first scoreless draw we've had of the tournament too. So we, I mean we made it pretty far in, but that was a horrible scoreless draw. I mean there's plenty of scoreless draws that have been amazing, but that one was one of the dullest games I watched in a long time. Long, well, yeah,
1: time. and I th- I think England Belgium is going to be similarly bland fare. Ah. That's not a dig at you know mashy peas or. Uh, French fries, but
0: yeah. yeah. I mean we all know Belgium would win the uh, the food face off. Maybe that's what we should do. Oh,
1: Absolutely. Belgian yeah.
0: cuisine crushes England out of the water.
1: Unless they're allowed unless they're allowed to like use colonialism to sub in India. Yeah. Then then it's tough.
0: Yeah. I mean that's uh, maybe that's what we should do for the run of sixteen. We'll just base our brackets off of who has to taste your food. <laughs> huh.
1: I mean there are worse metrics.
0: Yeah, that's true. That's very, very true. Yeah, it, No, it will be very interesting. It's going to be fun to see the round of 16 here kick off. It's always nice when you get to the knockout stages when everything is on the line. And, yeah, uh, yeah. But it's also sad because it's coming to an end.
1: Hey, man, we're still not out of the group stage. You can't get nostalgic about the World Cup
0: on me just yet. Nah, almost, almost. Yeah, we'll see. I know. I, do,
1: I, I, am, I am sad that we're going to be at the end of multiple games per day, every day situation. Although, in part just because if I decide, oh, it's a beautiful day, I'm going to go backpacking and take a hike in the mountains instead of watching the World Cup, then, oh, God, I missed one of the knockout rounds. I can't do that anymore.
0: No, that's true. Although I, I still will. Shame on you.
1: Hey man, it's a big wide world out there, and as much as I love football, that's only one part of
0: it. But I mean, you can either you can go out early and do something before the 10 a.m. kickoff, or you can do something after the the quote unquote late game. Oh yeah, no, that's totally what I've been doing so far. But you know, there, Montana
1: is a big place, and it's a long way to Glacier, and Glacier is one of the most beautiful places in the world. So even if it means that I might have to miss Uruguay, Portugal. Oh, God.
0: I hate to say it out loud. Watch it on your phone. (laughs) Also,
1: Montana is a big
0: place. Cell power is a small thing. Ah. I think you can... I saw somewhere on... If it was on Facebook or Twitter or something, but someone said you could get, like, a... week trial, or if it was... I think it was Telemundo that was free until, like, the end of the World Cup, or if it was, like, a week after the World Cup um so you could actually watch the games. Oh, I should look into that yep so maybe that's what you should do worst case scenario you gotta watch the game sorry i'm like i'm throwing in my veto here you're not going on any excursions during game time <laughs> no 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 longer allowed to hike nope no more hikes no more bike rides no more nothing you park your butt you crack a beer and you watch the game god damn it
1: Hey, I mean, I have tra- I have planned my travel in Seattle, Portland, and San Francisco all around the quarters, semis, and the finals. So you know, when when the rubber really hits the road, I'm I'm going to be there to watch it, no matter what, even if it means that I'm waking up at 5 a.m. to go to a bar in Oakland.
0: I was going to say you can probably find some pretty good places, especially San Francisco, to watch the games. And oh yeah, especially and- Come on, just like. Pacific Northwest is the cultural soccer haven in America. They're going to be great
1: places in Seattle,
0: Portland. Yep. No, but I I figured you might have actually some people from these countries more likely Mm -hmm. in San Francisco than Seattle.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm actually planning on watching the third place game at, uh, oh gosh, I think it is an Ethiopian cafeteria that has both Ethiopian and American breakfast foods and a full bar and opens at seven. so. Nice. I love me some Ethiopian hey, don't, food. don't worry, Dad. I'm, like, still curating my schedule around the World Cup, yeah. just not everything.
0: Yeah, no, I love me some Ethiopian food. Oh, yeah, man. That injera is the best. Yes, absolutely. And that I forget what it is, but it's, like, a little... It's almost like a ground beef type thing, but it's, like, half raw or whatever. Um, uh, yeah. Lamb? Lamb? <laughs> No, I think it actually is beef, uh, but ah. it's, I forget what it is, and they do some, like, almost sour butter on top, too. It's it's really oh, good yeah. stuff, really, really good stuff.
1: Well, the last time that I was at an Ethiopian restaurant, I was dating a vegetarian girl, so we just got all the veggie dishes,
0: but they're delicious. Boo.
1: <laughs> that's like, oh, you date vegetarians, you're friends yeah. with people without televisions, what is your life?
0: Seriously, damn hipster. Okay, let's uh, wrap things up here. We'll talk to you again in just a couple of days here after the end of Match Day Three. So, until then, be sure to follow us on Twitter. I'm Seb Nor and Elliot is Keats was better. Give Polly a follow too. He's PQuestel. Until next time, have a good one. Bye bye.